Hello, everybody. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beard hygiene podcast. I am Michael, and with me is... Back in the saddle again, Michael. It's me, Jeremy. Yes. Back in the saddle indeed. It's been a while since we last recorded. Not not only has it been a long time, well, a relative long time since we last recorded, it's been an even longer amount of time since we've had a uh, a regular episode. That's true, yeah. The last two episodes were live, recorded live, I guess we should say. Yeah, but uh, we're back in the saddle. I'm back from vacate. Well, the first of many vacations this summer. Yes, it's the summer of Jeremy, I hear. It's the summer of punk, as they say. I'm going to take my belt and put it in my fridge. Michael, (laughs) do you have a beer brag for me? Jeremy, this is sad. I've been sober as a judge. I've... (laughs) That's an expression, right? Uh, Yeah, I just haven't heard it since uh, my late grandfather said it like 30 years ago. (laughs) Um... I've been studying for this test related to a profession. Mm-hmm. That that'll do it. And so I've been studying every night for the like last two weeks. And uh, in this case, sometimes beer and studying go together. In this case, it did not. Um, mm. So I do not have a beer brag. This is the first beer. The beer FDR tonight is the first beer I'll have in oh, about two weeks or so. Um, um, white wine spritzer, spritzer <laughs> exactly. Spritzer. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to uh, today's FDR. But uh, the downside to that is I have zip for a uh, beer brag. But I hear you can make up for it, Jeremy. Do uh, oh, tell Michael about your uh, adventures. Yes. So I went to uh, I went to Las Vegas this past week, two weeks ago. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> on, oh, I got back a week ago from yesterday. I was there for four days, and I had the weekend off before that. And as such, you know, as whenever you go anywhere for anything, one tends to uh, try different beers. Yes. But before we did that, we had some uh, counsel of the show and uh, uh, educator of the show. I don't believe you've met her. Okay. But uh, counsel and educator of the show were in town, and we went out for dinner with them. And some weeks back when we were discussing hemp, I don't remember why. Did we uh-huh. have a hemp beer? Well, I think it was because of the beer you had is why we brought up hemp. The first of this travelogue is the Hemperer HPA from New Belgium Brewing Company. Right. Um, it's intense, Michael. It's it's hard to describe because it's got such a hempy taste to it, for lack of a better word. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. So here's the color text because it, it's, it's hard to figure it out. Okay. Get re- this is from uh, New Belgium, by the way. Right. Get ready. An exciting new offering that will change the way you think about hoppy beers is coming your way. The brewers at New Belgium have created a new style of IPA, the Hemperer HPA. With the popularity of hoppy beers, our brewers are always on the lookout for different hop varieties and the complexities and flavors new strains can bring. That's where the hemp comes into the picture. Without getting too nerdy, which I wish they would have, we found a unique way to recreate hemp terpene flavors in a beer, which complement the inclusion of hop flavors and hemp hearts (parenthesis seeds, close parenthesis) in a brand new, delicious way. Not to mention, this beer is extremely dank. The flavors and aromas are so unique that it's a style unto itself. Hence, HPA. Um, it's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so I ordered this at Thirty Hop, and they had it, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, it looks like I know what I'm getting. Yes, got to try it, right? When I had. Uh, was waiting for them to run my card. Someone and the beer was sitting on the bar. Is full house. Multiple people were heard to ask, 
where the weed at or who got the weed. Because really? That yeah. potent. Oh, boy. <laughs> Aroma alone. It's It smells like Otto's jacket, Michael. Okay. Um, and it tastes like Otto's jacket smells. Like, to the point where, uh, after a while, as we were waiting for our table, I couldn't tell if it was losing its aroma because the uh, olfactory sense and the taste buds were just so overwhelmed with a, the terpenes, you were, like, as it were. desensitized to it, adapting to it. Yes, and wow. so, like, to, to the point where I had to uh, ask counsel and educator of the show if it did in fact still smell like what it had smelled like firsthand and they agreed that yes it was just as stinky as it was beforehand um it's good does it have it does it still taste like a beer though yes okay so the beer is still there the beerosity is there so at the very least i kind of well no kind of i do recommend that everyone who can find it try it even Mm -hmm. if you're not much of a smoker uh, or ingester of any kind, because you know there's no there's no THC in it, right? At least, yes. at least it's not supposed to be. It's it's good. It's weird. I doubt I could have more than one in a night. Okay. Fiance of the show had specifically told me not to get more than one to avoid stinking up the entire room. Wow. It's it's bad. Potent. So to skip ahead, because you know there's a few in here. There's the German Pilsner from Millstream from the TSA pre-check, which was great. Uh-huh. Uh, so Las Vegas has a hockey team now, Michael. What the Knights? The Golden Knights. Golden Knights. KN. Right. And, they, and they've got an extremely Vegas uh, intro and everything. They're actually playing in the Stanley Cup final. Well, not the finals. In the Stanley Cup playoffs at the moment, they're playing the San Jose Sharks. I believe this series is two to two as of this recording. Is that? They pl- are they new? Is this their first year? This is their first year. They mm-hmm. are. And they've been kicking the crap out of people. Like, not just, oh, they won because everyone, you know, gets the so-called Vegas flu. Right. But because they're they're fast, they hit hard. They won the first game of the last round 7 to nothing, for example. And the, we stayed at New York, New York. A lot has changed in Las Vegas since I was last there. And one of the parts is there's a new... Uh, an arena where the Knights play called the uh, T-Mobile Arena, which is just right there on the strip. Wow. And it's got a big, like, open plaza. And there's, uh, there's like, a chicken and waffles shop in there, which was awesome. But there's a place called the Beer House, H-A-U-S. Mm-hmm. The best selection I could find in Las Vegas as far as beers go. Uh, Vegas pricing, as okay. one might expect. And first night I went there, I had the Golden Knight by Hop Nuts Brewing. It was a... A, a stra- Belgian strong, I guess. Belgian gold. Okay. It's basically like if someone took two points off Blonde Fatale. Okay. It's it's not as delicate as Blonde Fatale, but it is very good. And at seven ish percent, and at six dollars a pint on game days, I'm sure the uh, fine folks in Las Vegas Ooh. are neck deep in those things right about now. I wish I could have found a way to bring one back, but I did not check. Oh, that's luggage. curious. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, the beer house was also the the place where, and I was texting you about this while I was sitting at the bar at this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had uh, from Banger Brewing, and these were all Nevada beers, by the way. El Jefe with two Fs. Jalapeno wheat. Oh, jalapeno. As you had told me at the, when I was discussing whether or that's not to right. get it as it was on happy hour, so $4 as opposed to $9 or whatever obnoxious price it was. Okay. It's, it was not as hefe 
or as jalapeno-y as I had expected. Right, because those are two styles. Not my favorites. Not your favorites. That's why I was curious about what you think. But It was actually really good. Um, oh, okay. The, the wait staff at the bar, I, I had asked them what their thoughts were on it. And the girl who was uh, my server had said, you know, it's just like it's it's more of a vegetal pepper as opposed to you know a, uh, a, a just capsicum, okay. capsaicin, whatever. Capsaicin, yeah, just a it's not a burn. It's more it's, of a... it, there. There's a little bit of warmth to it, but it wasn't like uh, the the jalapeno ale from Bent River or uh, the uh, the orange scorpion or whatever that ridiculous ghost pepper beer I had or habanero, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was it was not like that. If there was a jefe, I think it was a jefe only in the fact that it had wheat in it. I don't believe it had any of the German yeast or any of those weird banana clovey. Okay. It was more just peppers and then the uh, just a solid malty wheat backbone, which I, I rather enjoyed. Hmm. Um, and That's good. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, there was just, uh, I, I liked the Nevada beer, but I wasn't like blown away. Right. Th- the Midwest, okay. we, we got one up on them. You think so? Okay. I okay. I know so. It's 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 just yeah. the, it's just how it is. I know West Coast. You think because you, you got your California, your Oregon, and uh, you know I know it's not coastal, but Colorado's in the West. Sure. But you know you don't hear a lot of big breweries in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada is California. Speaking um, of speaking of which, on our uh, our last episode, I think it was our last episode, we talked about a casino beer. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have an answer for you. Okay. What happened? So I hewed closely to our our theory that we wanted to go with, you know, flagship that we hadn't had before. Uh, Nothing too hairy. So I had asked the waitress when I was, I played some blackjack while I was out there a couple of times when a fiance of the show was hitting the sack. Mm -hmm. And I had originally asked for a Sierra Nevada IPA. Or the pale ale, rather the gr- the good old fashioned green label, the classic. I've been on a bit of an IPA kick lately, and it's just like, eh, all right, well, can't hurt to try. And the waitress, ooh, <sighs> sorry, we don't have that. I'm like, uh oh, oh no, uh oh. But but she recommended Sam Adams instead, which fit the bill quite nicely. There, so, the Boston Lager, the Boston Lager. Oh, so sure, I, okay. So I, yes. so I went with the Sam Adams. And it, it suited me well. I went up $100, Michael. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can't argue with results. I, I didn't come back up $100, okay. but, you know, I at one point I was up $100. Okay. Very good. The mm-hmm. experiment is a success. We just need more sample sizes, so we'll have to uh, gamble and drink more. Yeah, and, I, you know, I was I was kind of wondering if I tried gambling in more upscale places like... We got a buffet at the Cosmo. Okay. Which is, I, I believe when you were out there, that was still just a big hole in the ground, maybe a few struts. Does not sound familiar. It's it's very nice. It's very young and hip. Uh, I ate sushi for breakfast. I felt like a, a hog, but, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, the buffet had a pho bar. All Ooh. Right. Yeah. Nice. That, that's, what we're, that's the level of... Uh, Buffet were t- it was you know pho sushi fruit fried chicken that sort of thing okay as opposed to you know giant cut your own prime rib station or something like okay. that <laughs> okay sure so which would have been awesome don't get me wrong right but uh, I wonder if I would have gone to somewhere like the Cosmo or you know the Aria 
which would have certainly upped the amount I had would be forced to gamble per hand. Right. Yeah. I wonder if I would have been able to get something better. Hmm. And conversely, if I would <laughs> went to a crap. <laughs> yes, well, because so on the south end of the strip, there's the MGM Grand, there's the Tropicana, Circus uh, Circus. That's on the north end. I have no idea where Circus Circus is. I figured it was gone by now, but it should be. It's disgusting. So there's these nice ones, and then you know, it's not quite Clark Griswold playing guess the number that the dealer is thinking of it towards the end of Vegas vacation, but the uh, the Hooters Casino is on the way between the airport and our hotel, and I bet I could have played rock paper scissors there if I would have gone in. <laughs> we'll put it we'll put it that way. It looked pretty shady, and uh, you would have been like, "Can I have a Budweiser?" And the waitress would have been like, Ooh, taking, "Taking a swing at me." I we don't, don't have that. <laughs> we have a uh, beer thirty. I don't know if it would be that. Well, see, that's the thing is like, I need to know these things. I don't want to go back to Vegas for a long time because it was 95 degrees out there the entire time, and it's too friggin' hot out. But I don't want to go in the Hooters Casino. It looked really gross. Now, I can imagine. I suspect they have, like, super low ceilings, which yeah, that's, is, un- that's I, which what is unsettling, but I don't know why. With, like, the, uh, I don't know what it's called, but, like, the ceilings with, like, the it's essentially tiles, like metal Oh, the slats. drop tiles? Yeah, yeah, drop tiles, yes. <laughs> Eight feet tall. Yeah. Hey, the smoke covering the top two feet. I mean, and I can tie this whole thing together. So you reminded me about, about this. So the the haze of smoke. There is a haze of smoke in Las Vegas now. Oh, but it's a different because marijuana is legal. Yes. Um, you're not supposed to be smoking in public, and I believe none of the casinos quite yet will allow you to partake. Or casinos or hotels. Yes. Will allow you to partake on their premises just because you know there's. They've got a whole pile of money, and they don't need the federales breathing down their back. Right, right. Yeah, it definitely smells like Otto's jacket all over, uh, <laughs> all over Las Vegas. The second the sun creeps behind the first inkling of the horizon, it's just like, oh my god, people like, yeah, go for it. I'm in favor of the legalization, but good god, take a breather, man. Take it easy, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's true. It's, it's intense. Like when I was in Vancouver two years ago. I don't know if I was on the show at the time or not, mm-hmm. but you got that weird just like walking through random clouds of pot smoke as you would be like wandering around despite marijuana not being legal. It was just in a part of town that no one really, uh, uh, there's a bit of a heroin problem in that part of town. <laughs> and so they don't really care about people smoking pot in the street unless you're like, you know, hot boxing a kid or something like that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but it's it was, it was kind of like that, except way worse. Oh. But enough of that, Michael. What uh, what do you got for me? I have for you some bruise news. Excellent. And Jeremy, I've been uh, itching to share this with you, because I think you'll find this interesting. Excellent. Bring it on. Listen to this, Jeremy. Get this. Get this. Um, this mm-hmm. is from Quartz.com. The mineral? Yeah, or QZ.com. Well, I guess Quartz is a some sort of news website. Oh, okay. And it's an article written by Catherine Ellen Foley. Scientists figured out how to make an IPA without the hops. I saw this article, but I didn't read it because I assumed you would be uh, telling me about it. <laughs> Here I was go. very curious. I'd forgotten all about this. Okay, so a little primer. Beer yeah. wouldn't be possible without the fabulous fungus that is yeast, which converts sugar into alcohol through fermentation. 
Scientists from the University of California, Berkeley, have figured out how to make the microbe do double duty and add hoppy flavors to a lab-made pale ale that didn't include any actual hops in the recipe. Hmm. Two scientists first isolated various oils naturally produced by hops, which gives beer and its bitter flavor. Then they sought out other plants that naturally produce the same oils, isolated the genes responsible, and then they used them to genetically modify the DNA of brewer's yeast so the fungi would produce the same bitter oils. Ooh. Yes. Uh, and ultimately, they ended up using mint and basil genes hmm. and spliced it into brewer's yeast. Interesting. In a double-blind taste test of two batches of the final hop-free pale ale, compared to a regularly brewed pale ale, tasters found the hop-free beer to have more of the style's characteristically bitter flavors. Which, I guess, what pale ale did they compare to? Um, but anyway, the researchers write in their paper that once further developed, the technology could streamline the IPA brewing process for commercial breweries and allow them to keep up with growing demand. And it would also help make more homogenous batches of all this IPA. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so this could make a more consistent beer, mm -hmm. and uh, you would not need to use hops, which is quite a weird, significant component of the brewing process. And it's weird. Yes. So, Jeremy, what do you think about that? I like it from a science-y standpoint. Because yes, me too. I always like it when people are doing things like this that they shouldn't be doing <laughs> or wouldn't normally be. Okay, here we go. It doesn't cross the they didn't think of whether or not they should. You know, like when you put, like, an extra arm on a rat or something like that. But it's just one of those, just like, eh. I don't see this taking any of the, uh, anything away from the from the hop itself. I don't think this is going to take over. Oh, no, yeah, not at all. Well, one thing I see this, you know, if you want a consistent standard IPA, this seems okay, but the amount of... It seems it would be very difficult, or I can't envision creating a yeast strain for every possible combination yeah, and strains too. of hops that are out there. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is going to be good for maybe, like, less than 10 different IPAs. Like, I can't envision this covering the gambit of the plethora of IPAs that we have out there now. Yeah, brewing, uh, there's there's enough different hopping going on out there, and hop, hoo-ha, for lack of a better word, is has gone so far down the rabbit hole that it's almost certainly got to be easier than doing yeast, right? Right. Well, yeah, I can just imagine, like, maybe in the future, a brewery having, like, one beer based off of this oh, sure. yeast. And it's, like, their standard pale ale, and then any sort of finesse beyond that is going to have to be used hops. Everyone will say, look at the freak, Daddy, look at the freak. <laughs> maybe you could use this as your base and even add hops to this, but... Um, uh -huh. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, though, and it's probably, again, very efficient and very economically sound, probably environmentally sound at that, too, but it's... Maybe. Yeah. It, it is cool, but if patently unnecessary. Right. The only downfall is the, yeah, the variety, I would say. You're gonna, not going to be able to do that, but mm -hmm. um, at least not at this juncture. Sure. But everything else about it is very cool, I think. I agree. It's pretty awesome. Maybe someday we'll see that in one of our beers... I don't know. I think the other, the only other, I don't see this as a downside, but I see it as a hurdle for this to cross is people who freak out about GMO. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Your reaction there is pretty much sums up <laughs> everything. It's um, like, eat what you want to uh, oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, you it's, know. Eat what you want to eat. Don't eat what you don't eat. Just shut the hell up and let me eat my food. 
Yeah. 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 And that's and that's what I think about that, Michael. World population seven billion. That's all I say about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All arable land is being yeah. is used right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more yeah. left. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. But now we have to have all that. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Uh, <laughs> it, it it almost bugs me as much as the people who like are just hell-bent on raising chickens in an urban setting. Oh, yeah. Is this a thing in your city? Um, yeah, there's a few. I swear it comes up every year, <laughs> and it drives me insane every single time. I thought about doing that, but then I thought about it, and then <laughs> more, and I didn't want to do it. I will find you if you do that. It's like, have you ever been around a chicken? That's the thing, yeah. No, I have not. <laughs> okay. Number one, they're loud. Number two, they stink. They stink yes. bad. My grandfather raised... Uh, chickens for many many a moon and i i i know what goes into slaughtering a chicken and housing yeah. a chicken and yeah. it's not pleasant nor is it something you want to subject your neighbors to uh, yeah i think like, uh, get all the farm fresh eggs you want man like just do it outside the city limits <laughs> yeah <sighs> it's one of those ideas that sounds good and then when you actually think about the reality of it uh-huh it, it's not it's not that great <laughs> Be on the lookout, though. Maybe, as they say with all these scientific discoveries, five more years and maybe we'll see uh, see this come to the market. And I'll find something to get angry about. I've been trying to, I've been in an effort to uh, to get less angry about little things, Michael. I've been reading more books that just get me, like, severely bent out of shape about bigger things. <laughs> so hopefully that'll continue to work, but we'll see. Okay. Jeremy... Should we move on to the FDR? You mean what, wherein we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer, Michael? That is correct. Um, Michael, and today... We're, we're, we're finally, we've finally gotten there. I've been <laughs> threatening to put one of these in the mix forever, and I did it. This brewery or this specific beer? Well, the brewery. And, you know, we, uh, we had one in this style not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Well, what we're doing is Grays Lake Nessie Scottish Ale from Confluence Brewing in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, this is a seasonal beer that is no longer available. <laughs> I saw that, your... too. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe it'll come around. Who knows? It's a yearly, if not year-round beer. Okay. Confluence is kind of a odd duck. For the longest time, they had they made, you know, like some decent beers that were just fine. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem with it, but then uh, I think the tur- the tipping point for me came when I went to... It was a two-pronged tipping point, so <laughs> make that a what you will. Okay. I went to go see Iron Reagan and Power Trip in Des Moines last year. Okay. And I had time beforehand, so I got lunch at Exile, and then I went to Confluence, because both are near the downtown area where the venue is located. And you know, Exile. We I know I love. I've been there for a few a few times to the actual brew house. Great times. Tried mm-hmm. weird stuff, but I had extra time. And you're like, you know what? I want to go see what Confluence has to offer. So I went out there because kind of out of the way and sort of the. It's a big grove situation where the tap room is in the back of the brewery, mm-hmm. but it's on kind of on a lake. I imagine it's Gray's Lake. Gray's Lake, yes. And I had some really good stuff there. On top of that, I had two of their Belgians, their triple Ooh. and their quad, at uh, Oktoberfest this past year, and they were spectacular. So I'm okay. all turned around on Confluence. I am nice. I am down. I can do the flavor text here. Please do, Michael. 
Gray's Lake Nessie Scottish Ale. Named after Confluence Brewing Company's neighbor, Gray's Lake. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes. Nessie features a bill of English Golden Promise malt, almost as massive as the enormous Loch Ness itself. We start by boiling 30 to 40 gallons of wort to condense it and create caramelized sugars that survive the fermentation process. Ooh, that sounds nice. Our brewers then added the remaining volume of wort and put the spurs to it by using a maximum steam pressure to create a boil wilder than even the tallest of Loch Ness monster tails. Interesting. They're leaning into that theme. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Adding English... East Kent Golding Hops oh, balances mm-hmm. the sweetness. Cool fermenting with Scottish ale yeast completes the transformation of Nessie from a terrifying boiling monster into a beloved oh, beloved and friendly Scottish ale. Bam. Michael, I'm excited. I'm, and this is a, a pint, too. Yes, it is. They uh, Before they got their canning line, they sold them in the Gentleman's 40. Have I shown you any of these? No, what's the Gentleman's if, 40? It's like a 32-ounce glass bottle. Uh, really? It's like a stubby 32 I think it's 32-ounce glass bottle. It might be a 40. I'm not sure. But it's 10 bucks flat rate. I'm, mm. They still sell them for like weird stuff like uh, the Weather Beacon Red Doppelmarsen. I've okay. seen the uh, their stouts. I've seen a bunch of stuff in the Gentleman's 40. It's a, it's a classy way to... Uh, to uh, have a large quantity of beer in one <laughs> any given point. Uh, so this has an ABV of 5.9, mm-hmm. 17 IBU. Uh, the can looks like it's like a little drawing of a Loch Ness monster in a lake. He's got a corn cob a pipe. pipe. Yep. Which is pretty great coming out of it. And uh, I believe that's the Des Moines skyline. Sure uh, looks like it. And this little ramp in the lower right corner, uh, Gray's Lake, has a bike path that actually goes over the lake. So, Oh, really? Yeah, I looked at it on Google Maps. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, enough about that. Let's uh, open the beer? Yeah, let's go for it. I have not had this one somehow. It's been two weeks since my last beer, so... Do you remember how to open it? That's good. Yeah, yeah. I took a big knife and stabbed the top. Yeah, you opened the beer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what glass are you using? Are you using a regular shaker? I'm not because of the volume. Mm-hmm. I'm using a dimpled glass stein. I'm using a uh, an imperial pint glass. I don't ah. know. I got the Guinness glass, but not with a Guinness brand on it. Okay. Kind of has a, a muted malty smell. Mm-hmm. Very, very deep copper brown red sort of oh, color yeah. to it. Yeah, get into brown territory, yeah. A solid two fingers ahead on there. Very mm-hmm. effervescent, which is impressive given how long ago this was canned. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess the laws of physics are nothing with which to tangle, Michael. Mm-hmm. Anything what you, else? What you got? Uh, here I go. I think I just got foam up my nose when I was going in for the sniff. I'm not used for this. Used to this giant glass, Michael. Well, now that uh, I have snorted Grace Lake Nessie... <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you. I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, it is good to be back, and <laughs> this is a good beer to come back to. As far as drinking beer goes, it's a very rich malt flavor. Yes, it is. Very caramely. Um, I think I gotta go back in for more to pick out some more. But first drink is spectacular. Very rich. Very nice depth. I agree. I'm having a little trouble 
getting any flavor right now because I my eye my eye is watering. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story of a photographer of the show? What did he do? Uh, from from a million years ago, he he was bet to uh, flip a shot glass upside down so the dimple, you know, the, in like a, one of the old skull cracker ones, like mm-hmm. if you really have to tangle with someone, you just belt them with the bottom end of one of those shot old timey shot glasses. But there's a little dimple in there that can hold you know like eh, two hundred microliters, two fifty something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was paid some amount of money to snort vodka out of there. Okay. Uh, he was a younger man. Let's not judge him too harshly. But apparently, whatever side he snorted the vodka out of, that side of his, like, just that side of the face, like, Grand Meridian style, went bright red immediately. Whoa. Which I kind of want to see, but I don't want to subject anyone to that. Cause... <laughs> right. Well, but maybe we'll have a I... live recording sometime. And... Yeah, <laughs> We'll I'm... get him a voice modulator or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, here yeah, though, this is, this is not as this is not a a wee heavy. It doesn't have that peated taste. Exactly. To it. Yeah, like it's a more Scotch ale. Yes, yeah, more of a caramel. And I don't. I think we've talked about on the show that that definition is a little loose. It is. It more reflects like what there was like a flagship beer out of Scotland, and then some U.S. breweries start to reproduce that. And yeah. That kind of became kind of like the Chinese food effect. Um, oh yeah, where like no one in their right mind in China would eat General So's chicken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that aside, um, it's it's nice to have that peatiness sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I might kind of prefer it, but with this particular beer, um, it has enough legs to stand on in, on its own. Michael, um, I have a I have some differences for you. From mm. the spruceeats.com while you uh, enjoy your beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, though they may sound the same, Scotch Ales and Scottish Ales are two different beers. Both ah. are dark, but one is meatier than the other, and one is a little lighter in both flavor and alcohol. Yet they both represent the famous ales of Scotland. With the caveat that beer styles are only as important as you allow them to be, let us explore these two different oh. beers. Okay. Scottish Ales tend to be light, though definitely not shy in flavor and aroma, which I believe we are fi- finding... They also tend to clock in on the low side for alcohol, ranging from 2.5 to 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was at 5.9, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In short, they're session beers. Scotch Ale, on the other hand, tends to be a big, meaty beer, although both styles use many of the same ingredients. Scotch uses more of them. Brewers will also occasionally throw in smoked malts to give it an earthy or smoky character. There we go. Oh, that, that, there's, yeah. Bellhaven, 90 shilling was the last one we had, right? Correct. And that was a, that was a wee heavy. I believe okay. that was a wee heavy, yeah. Okay, um, anyway. The, the more that I, uh, that I go into this, the more I'm being reminded of my, uh, my trip through the UK. Oh, yeah. Not, nece- that, that... not necessarily that I had a lot of scotch or Scottish ales. Just, it has that, that muted hoppy. The muted hops, which, as we established, are those uh, East Kent Golding, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep, yep. But it also has just big, hairy malt background yes. to it, which this one has in spades. And the it's not super effervescent. I, just, I don't want to say it's, like, watery or flat, but it's it has some bubbles to it, but it's not, like, dancing across your tongue with... It's not a champagne yeast. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was another thing I noticed when I was over there, and, you know... 
anytime I have any sort of English-ish beer. Is they uh, it seems like they have about you know like a half volume left less CO two. Yeah, which is okay. It works for this style. Mm-hmm. It would be weird if it had like Coca Cola effervescence. Too. Right, right. Yeah. It, yeah. Be a little off. The hops are becoming more pronounced as I drink it more, mm-hmm. as per usual. So the hop flavor is now kind of coming up a little more over the malt. Not maybe not over, but it's starting to match the malt. The malt profile, though, had notes of almost like a, a double, like a Belgian double malt. Like a lighter version of that, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's not quite chocolatey, it's not quite coffee-y or like super roasty, it's more of a, just like a caramelized malt, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is not the most descriptive, I understand. But it's but just real spot on in that regard. It's accurate. Yeah. Is it hitting the spot for you Despite it, you know, being a Scottish ale, <laughs> uh, I suspect this would be awesome at the beginning of hockey season, and not the end of hockey season. Why do you say that? Because the beginning of hockey season is in the fall. Oh right, yeah. Like a, a campfire going in the background. Yeah, the that smell of something burning. You're right. This would this does kind of fit the Oktoberfest type profile. Not the beer, the actual festival. <laughs> right. But for me, this is, I don't know, this is hitting the spot right now. It's just a nice, pleasant beer. It's not super challenging. It's not super complex, but there's enough there to sink your teeth into, enough meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad I came back to this one. This was a good, good choice to get into the brews. Good. Uh, yeah. Shall we uh, get into the rating? Yeah, you go in for your sip of judgment, and I have an update for you, Michael. Okay. Because I'm assuming you need a sip of judgment. I will need a sip of judgment. My experiment in harvesting yeast from Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Mm. I don't think there was enough yeast in the uh, 120-minute. Oh, right, yeah. Or rather, between the 60 and the 90, because like we could see it in the 120, but we couldn't really see it in the other two. Right, it was kind um, of bizarre, but I figured there would be more in there, but yeah, there was not I, a lot. I did too, so it didn't really uh, propagate the way I'd hoped, so I mm-hmm. tried it again with Bell's Two-Hearted, which has... a re- stellar reputation for uh, a wrestling a mat of yeast on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, p- pretty much. Um, so I uh, made a baby wort. I put three bottles worth of slurry in there and it worked ah, quite nice. well. And uh, tomorrow, Michael, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i going to make a rye IPA. I haven't decided. Uh, yes. I'm going to do a small batch of it, maybe a half batch. I don't know what it's going to be called yet. I've had the theory or the name we rye, we cheat, we steal, or <laughs> rye, cheat, steal, which is yes. a good one. Or uh, I had come up with rye of the ancient mariner because I like naming things after Iron Maiden songs. But I, I like it better when it when it just well a I'm a sucker for an Eddie Guerrero reference, and b like you can't do ride the lightning because that's already a beer. Right. Yeah. But but uh. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and Rise close enough that it sounds just dumb enough, but eh, whatever. I don't. I don't know. This is the least important thing. <laughs> right. Anyway, I don't have a recipe. Michael, tell me what your rating is. <laughs> All right. Sink your teeth into is my overall. You could put that on. This is a nice beer to sink your teeth into. If you if this beer is a book, you could put that on the back. <laughs> Um, if you needed a slug line for Grey's Lake yeah, Sky yeah. Fail. <laughs> yes, a slug line. Um, <laughs> I liked it more initially when the malt was there. As the hops kick in, 
they're starting to get a little gray. Grading's not the right word, but basically, I like the malt profile more than the hop profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not. Both of them are good though, and I think initially I would have rated it a notch higher. I'm gonna come down now, and also I'm trying to temper my rating here because I know. I don't want to rate it too high just because it's like the first beer I've had in a long time, and just be like six stars. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give it a three point seven five. I'd probably Me reach too. for this over some other rando beers. Oh, definitely. This is a this is a reacher. This is something I would grab at a uh, barbecue. And even if it was on tap, like if I oh one hundred percent, it could easily be top three of a twelve tapper or something like that. Yeah. So, I also feel like I've seen this nitro. That would probably even that would be good. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they had that last time. I don't know. That would be interesting. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll have to go there. <laughs> right. So yeah, three point seven five. Jeremy, what are you thinking? Same thing. Our, all right. Three seven. We're back it's, to our uh, yeah to lockstep. Lockstep. Yep. It's it, it's good. The uh, I find myself wishing that it was just. Just like one notch, like this is about a six on the thickness scale. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a seven. Right, and if it had like that peaty, like a, just a touch of that peat. You know, I'm not even missing that. It's just more of the body to it. I don't know mm-hmm. what they could do to add more body to it that wouldn't like just make it go nuts with the uh, the ABV or the sweetness. I just wish it was just a touch. Mm-hmm. Creamier, creamier. That's there. You know. Okay, I I can definitely see that. So, well, excellent. Yeah, that that's it for um, Confluence. What is it? Thanks, Confluence. Yeah, Gray's Lake Confl- Nessie Scottish Ale. Uh huh. Summer's around the corner. Um, we have a. We just did a swap. New season. New season. Yeah, and some from the old season might age well. So anyway, we'll. Well, I think we have some summery beers coming up, so uh, yeah. so that's we'll kind of going to be our theme over the next couple months with a few randos thrown in there. But but as far yeah, let's wrap this one up. Sounds good, Michael. Uh, you know the new way that we're doing <laughs> so, social media stuff, so you do it. Yes, uh, APM Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and you can email us directly uh, APMPod at gmail dot com. Also check out the On Tap page where former host of the show, host emeritus Mike, keeps us updated on all of our ratings there, and people throw random shade at my ratings, apparently. Um, rate, review, subscribe on whatever you can. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Spread the word. But let's leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. From Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers!